G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With the developments on both sides of the argument with the upcoming marriage plebiscite, you might be surprised as to where doctors sit in the campaign. Well, there's a group of doctors and I might say a growing group of doctors that have urged the Australian Medical Association to retract what they call a fatally flawed position statement on same-sex marriage. In May, the AMA published a position statement. Uh, Dr Chris Middleton is former Tasmanian president of the AMA and he's accused the AMA of straying into political activism and losing credibility. Well, there's a call on doctors to sign a petition asking the AMA to backtrack on the statement and correct glaring inadequacies. Chris Middleton is joining us to talk through the issue. Hello, Chris Middleton. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Dale. A pleasure to be with you. Uh, Chris, uh, what's the biggest issue that you have with the AMA and their position statement? Well, from our point of view, Neil, um, the position statement seems to be a little more than a politically motivated and ideologically driven opinion piece, which is masquerading as evidence-based public health policy. The, the AMA is, a, uh, is about 29,000 members. It's the, the largest medical uh, group in the country. And when it speaks, it really speaks with great authority. Um, and when the, when the AMA, AMA makes comments like this, people tend to listen. And people think that most doctors are in the AMA. Now, that's not quite true, but a large proportion of the doctors in the country are members of the AMA. Um, And when the AMA makes a statement, it tends to be taken as the view of the medical profession. Now, in our view, um, the, uh, the AMA has misused that authority to speak because, frankly, firstly, they did not uh, consult the membership on this topic at all. Um, this um, uh, position statement was, uh, was worked up through a policy committee of what's called the Federal Council of the AMA. And the Federal Council consists of about 30 representatives of the state AMAs from around the country. And they meet in Canberra about four times a year and, uh, and, uh, and, and attain a, a common position across, across the entire uh, AMA um, as a group. So for those who aren't clear, there are state AMAs in every state and territory, and then there's a federal coordinating body based in Canberra. The states send their representatives to federal council to decide policy. And so what happened was the policy committee um, generated the position statement, which you have seen and with which we disagree. Um, it was passed by federal council, I believe, in March. And then, all, uh, and then it was sort of launched on an unsuspecting membership um, on May the 20th without any warning at all. Now, Chris, you resigned your position as Tasmanian president of the AMA because this statement was politically motivated. Is it typical that AMA statements would be politically motivated or is this one something out of the box? So 
So just to correct the record there, I have been a president of AMA Tasmania in the past, but I was not currently the president. Um, Had I been the president, I would have been on federal council when this was discussed. Um, And you you can be sure that I would have um, objected strongly to the position statement. To to answer your question, this, this position statement is really unlike any other position statement I've seen from the AMA. Um, you know, the AMA is composed of, uh, uh, composed of doctors and we, we like to, you know, we like to um, sift evidence carefully and, uh, and look at all alternative viewpoints that usually we come up with a very kind of balanced position statement on, on issues of, you know, of great import. Um, so, for instance, when the AMA was reworking its recent position statement on euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, uh, that's a very uh, controversial and contentious topic, and there are, you know, there are different views within the association and across the profession. Um, the AMA went to a lot of trouble. In fact, it, it surveyed or attempted to survey the entire membership to get the membership's views before coming to a you know, very carefully considered uh, statement um, uh, at the end of all of that. Um, and so you know, that's usually how it happens. It, you know, things are very carefully considered. Um, there's a sort of a logical, dispassionate um, process which takes place. Um, and and at the end of it all, you you get something that which which is balanced, which which will represent the AMA's overall opinion, but will usually make references to any sort of you know uh, opposing views or whatever. It's you know it's it, it's usually extremely well thought out. Um, in this particular case, um, nothing could be further from the truth. This um, position statement, and, and I'm sure you've read it, is just a, a ringing endorsement of um, of, um, of same-sex marriage. Basically, um, it's uh, that the main problems that we have with it, um, apart from the fact that it is not a um, you know a, a um, Carefully thought through and dispassionate um, uh, publication is is that it misrepresents uh, the evidence um, in several areas. Um, the most important of which is it states that there is no um, evidence that um, you know uh, suggests there's any disadvantage for children raised in same-sex parented uh, situations. Now. This again is is very uh, controversial area, and um, there were very there were many small studies produced over years, uh, which suggested that there may be no difference um, uh, in, uh, in, in between patients raised by same-sex couples and those by their uh, natural biological parents. However, these studies were all small, and there were the the sampling to those studies. Um, was very much in question and indeed when they've been looked at carefully down the track not one of those studies was sufficiently powered or sufficiently well designed to be able to make a claim of no difference and it's really only been in the last few years that that there have been large random representative trials that have addressed this issue and certainly those have shown evidence of disadvantage. Now those studies weren't mentioned at all in the AMA position statement they simply said there is no, and, and you've seen the quote, putative peer-reviewed evidence of disadvantage. Um, and on it goes, it, it contains a couple of very 
careful qualifiers. They use the word putative as, as though it's a, a qualifier when it really isn't. It means that just means uh, um, thought to be or purported to be. And then um, uh, no sign of disadvantage um, directly uh, to be shown to be as a result of same-sex parenting is, is towards the end of it. And indeed, when you if you look at that statement, well, you know, it is in fact true, except that in the next breath, the AMA brings up several studies which seem to show that the, these children do at least as well, if not better, in same-sex parented situations than in natural biological families. And those studies are, you know, are, are flawed. And yet the AMA is quite happy to use those studies, which don't show a direct link, um, and yet it wants to disqualify the other studies um, uh, on the same sort of grounds. So I'm sorry if that all sounds a bit confusing, but the, the, basically they want to have they want to have it both ways. They want to they want to disallow studies that don't show a direct link as a direct result of same-sex parenting. Yet they want to include studies which they favour, which also can't show a direct link. Um, you know, as a direct result of same-sex parenting. So it's, it's a very misleading um, uh, sort of statement that they have made. So you, you call it a dressed-up, ideologically-driven opinion piece, which is far yeah. less than ordinary people and doctors who are members of the AMA might expect from a governing body, where there's no peer-reviewed evidence of the poorer outcomes for children. Uh, it really shows a significant lack in uh, the way that this has been presented. And you're actually saying that this is quite manipulative. Well, it's hard to know how that evidence of disadvantage could have been left out if the AMA wanted to use the other studies that they say showed no difference or benefits, because you would have to use the same criteria to include the, the studies that we show, uh, that, that we claim show disadvantage, and and then um, you know, um, and if you're going to use the other studies, so it's it's it, it's really quite um, it is quite misleading to do that. Um, you either have to uh, leave out all of those qualifiers and say there is no evidence at all, um, um, but then you wouldn't be able to use the studies that you favour. I'm sorry if this is all sounding a bit confusing. Um, uh, let's but, get but, to but, another but, point, but the overall, though, then, Chris. I mean, the overall thing is that, they, it, 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 that what they're saying is that there, there is no evidence that shows any disadvantage when there clearly is, and the fact is that they knew that evidence existed because when we were in contact with them after the statement was released... The people who we spoke to who had been putting the um, the, the position statement together, um, you know, admitted to knowing of the, of the existence of the opposing evidence. So they 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 thought that they would just be able to uh, just be able to leave it out on the on the technicality that I, that I brought up earlier. Yeah. So how do you then hold the AMA to account? Uh, obviously, you're doing your petition and you're looking for doctors to sign that petition. Is that uh, what, what are you expecting that the AMA will do to retract the position statement to come up with something a little more balanced? What's the ideal for you? So what happened was is, is that uh, we we put our critique together and then we sent it to the uh, to the AMA and said, look, you know, um, we consider that you have provided misleading uh, a misleading position statement here, and the only 
reasonable thing to do in this case would be to retract it. Um, and we we received a reply some days later to say that they would not be retracting it nor making any modification to it. So we we told them that we would have then no choice but to let other doctors in the public and the politicians know, uh, because those are the people who would you know have been misled by the AMA's position statement. So we. We um, we took it. Um, we we sent copies of the critique to uh, to politicians, and we also uh, released it um, released it to the media. Um, Although people, Chris, will find the AMA statement, but it won't be as easy to find your fifteen page critique, will it? Well, um, the, um, the the critique has been has been referenced um, um, in the media. Um, I can give you the um, I can give you the link to it. Well, what is that link? Yes, let's. Uh, uh, what is the yes, link? Yes, it's it's uh, critique AMA or one word um, dot com dot au. Critique AMA dot com dot AU. Now, the petition, how are things going with the petition so far? Are you finding that there are a lot of doctors uh, who have thought that the wool's been pulled over their eyes and they're not happy to support the statement that the AMA has made? So uh, we've received, um, uh, by by about uh, five or six days after we, we launched the website, we'd had 370 Sorry, 368 additional doctors had signed signed up. Uh, so, with six of us, by the time um, we had our article published in the Australian over the weekend, there were 374. That number has continued to grow. We're well over 400 doctors now have um, have signed up to our petition, which is calling for retraction of the position statement. And how many would you need to actually make your uh, critique and your call actually come to something where it'll make the AMA sit up and say, yes, we do need to take action? I'm uncertain how many that would actually require. The AMA president said that, um, you know, 400 doctors would might be 1% of our membership, um, as though 1% of the membership... Um, you know, um, wouldn't carry much weight in that. But the truth of the matter is that the membership has not been polled. That the, the, indeed, federal council has no idea, you know, um, how much support uh, the position statement had because they they didn't they didn't inform the membership before they released it. It was simply done without any reference to the membership. So um, we we I mean we certainly know that there are doctors who are concerned uh, about it. And and they've you know and I guess some of them have signed our uh, our position statement, but the actual magnitude of the of the dissent is is unclear. Mm. Well, Dr. Chris Middleton, it's good getting your insights. I appreciate you taking time to share those with our listeners, and uh, undoubtedly there'll be many doctors uh, who will be listening to our conversation today and may well want to sign that petition. Thanks so much for taking time to share your thoughts with us on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.